everyone this is that record got me high i am your host rob elba and i'm so happy to be here with you guys again and i'm so happy to be doing an episode with a friend in person so two things that i love i love doing it with people that i'm i mean i love doing it with new people too but when i get to do it with people that i've known for like <coughs> 30 um, yeah. we've known each other for 30 years yeah. jim over 30 years uh, it's it's just it, you know it's exciting. I wouldn't say it's exciting, but it's uh, comfortable. You feel yeah, yeah. comfortable. A little because, bit of home. Little yeah, because we've had conversation. We've had so many conversations together yeah, right? about music, but exactly. And now and now we're gonna do it. We're gonna record it for posterity. With, yes, but we're gonna pretend that like we're not doing with a bunch a, of uh, eavesdroppers. A music podcast. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So I guess uh, I guess I should introduce my guests because we've been yapping together already. But uh, I'd like to welcome to that work got me high, Mr. Jim Camacho. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hey, thank you so hey. much for inviting me to be on this. Jim is a, for those of you who don't know, he is a singer-songwriter and Miami native who I've known, like I said, for over 30 years. He co-founded and led the legendary South Florida group, The Goods, in the 90s. And since then, you've had an eclectic solo career, I would say. Very eclectic solo career. Uh, and Jim, is, he's evolved. He's a, Besides being a songwriting musician, he's a producer, he's a playwright, he's written uh, plays, he's an actor, he's, he's even acted in something, that, in something that I've done in one of our rock operas, and he's written several rock operas himself, he's a sound designer, he's like everything, jack of all trades. Uh, you can learn more about him, they can go to jimcamacho.com, right? yeah, and they can yeah. learn any, anything you'd ever want to know about Jim is there, pretty much. But, Jim, we came to talk about something specific, so what is the record that you chose to... Well, I chose one of my favorite records of all time, which is uh, Kate Bush, Hounds of Love. There you go. And you know, before we get to anything else, uh, Jim's brother John, John Camacho, was on our show, I think maybe season two. But, you know, interestingly, he picked a album by a female artist, too. Huh. Joni Mitchell. He did oh, a Joni yeah. Mitchell Which record. one? Uh, Court, and Court and Spark. Spark. Yeah, makes yes, sense. Yes, he did. So that's that's kind of cool. That shows that you guys, because I know. Um, all right, so let me tell you a little bit about Jim. Well, we were raised by a great woman. Oh, so okay. That's probably part of it. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. So you're, uh, but you guys. All right, so Jim and John both probably the most musical people that I know. Jim Jim's like one of these guys that usually I would I would hate because they could do and play anything. Like he can play any instrument. He's just he just exudes music you know music 
So, were you guys always, were you guys always like that? Like, from when you were little kids, you guys probably just took to music, like, right away, right? Well, um, I wouldn't say I can play anything, but thanks. You can. Uh, you can. You well, can sit down in front of something and make it sound like something. Yeah. You could. Yeah, I can. But Don't be modest. My brother, he was doing piano lessons since he was, like, a little munchkin forever. And um, so that's where I kind of learned by watching him. I mean, I went to the same piano teacher, Mrs. Squire, and then she said, uh, I can't teach him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. She could teach John, but she couldn't yeah. teach no, you? No, no, no. Oh. I, was, I was too annoying. So, well, um, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I knew you. You've calmed down a lot. Yeah. I knew you when you were younger. So yeah, yeah, I just always uh, had my own, um, you know, way of doing things. So, um, But by watching John, I, I, I would hear him practicing music you know like uh, whatever you know Bach whatever he was learning Chopin and then I would be like oh wow I want to do that right and then I would hear him get it wrong so many times oh <laughs> no offense okay. John but like when you're learning something on the piano you, you learn it wrong so that's kind of I think what got me into music because I would hear it and I'd want to it would be kind of unfinished so I'd want to get it finished ah okay okay so all right so let's get uh talking about this record this is kate's fifth studio album so it was released in september 1985 so was this your first uh, like were you a kate bush fan already or was this when you became a kate well bush fan? i mean I, I wasn't a huge kate bush fan i guess um the first time we were on vacation um i guess that would be 1980 and i heard her voice in a peter gabriel song games without frontiers oh okay she sings that opening haunting part Since then, I was like, oh, wow, who's this? And then she she sang some other backups on that record, I think. But yeah, her voice is, is kind of, you hear it once and love that's it or hate fir- it. That's the first thing you fall in love with, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the same thing actually happened to me. I've, I've actually told the story before just because on our episode we did where something that got us high when we were 15, I saw, I was watching Saturday Night Live. I used to say, stay up and late, you know, on Saturdays and watch Saturday Night Live. And Eric Idle was a host and he introduced for the first time in the U.S. Kate Bush. And she was on on, the, on a piano wearing this like uh, cat suit. And Paul Schaefer was playing piano and she sang uh, The Man with the Child in His Eyes. Right. I hear him before I go to sleep and focus on the day that's been. I realize he's there when I turn the light off and turn over. Nobody knows about my man. They think he's lost on some horizon. And, and I just was like smitten immediately, you know. Sure. And yeah, and I basically uh, was a fan uh, from then on. And, um, but this record, so this record I remember because this was kind of like her breakout record in the U.S. at least. I guess so, yeah. It, I mean, it was. I mean, I remember when I was living, when this record came out, I was up in Boston, Massachusetts, and Modern Rock Radio played the shit out of this. I mean, they played every, the, the whole first side, I think. Uh, just about every yeah, song and every song. A, a single, yeah. So, yeah, so like I said, you fall in love with her voice first, but she also is an incredible musician, right? Yeah, she's an amazing musician she she exudes music i mean you've, like what i love about her is is the mood that her recordings create i mean she she paints a 
a picture and just to have the courage to be able to do that yes and, and yes. make it right make it each each track a whole other world I think that's something to uh, to aspire to I guess if you're a musician or yeah. to just like uh, just well, she yeah, it is. Admire. It's very brave because she's not afraid to be uh, dramatic, like overly dramatic or whatever. Whatever it calls for, she's not afraid <laughs> right. to do. Right, like like Wuthering Heights is my is my go to karaoke song. You know, so, and that's, <laughs> really, yeah. do you sing it like two octaves? Oh, lower, of course, or? no higher, higher. I got to sing oh, okay. right where she is. But I mean, um, no, no. I mean, her her voice is something that just grabs you by by the throat and 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 pats you on the head or hits you in the gut. It is, and also. Who, so do you know who else is a huge fan of her? No. Johnny Rotten, John Lydon. Oh, really? I found a bunch of interviews with him where he loved, and the same thing, he said, Wuthering Nights, when he heard that, he said the first time he heard that, he just couldn't believe that voice, and he just grabbed him. And also, he said that someone, he felt like someone so brave that would sing like that, because it could be kind of off-putting for some people, but he just loved it. So. Well, you know, he's he's uh, definitely like a, for such a punk, he's a softy at heart. I mean, you get that from him. He's had such an open mind for music. Right, right, and, yeah. And, and he's not afraid, again, to like what he likes. Exactly, exactly. All right, so this album in particular, uh, it's kind of like two albums in, in, uh, because you got the first side, which she calls Hounds of Love, which is more like the pop, I mean, I won't say just pop songs because they're more than that, but they're more just like, sing, they were singles, but the second side is what? The Ninth Wave. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I don't think I've ever really remembered the name of the second side, but I've always loved the second side. Yeah, and it kind I mean, of all goes together as a piece. The yeah. songs run into each uh, other. Yeah. Uh, it's it's wonderful. That's That really, I mean, the, you know, hearing Running Up That Hill and, oh, this is a great song, and then you're, you know, you get into that first side, but right. what that second side does, it makes you a fan for life. Yeah, and it, when does. You hear, it does. When you hear it that, brings you into her whole world, yeah. right? Yeah, that, that second side. And, you know, I wanted to go see her a few years back, and she was doing that second side oh, pretty really? much. Yeah. The, and and uh, I went online, and tickets sold out in like 10 minutes for like all 30 shows. <sighs> you couldn't get backstage, Jim. Come on. With, with your clout <laughs> yeah. in the industry? Well, I can't yeah. believe that. Well. Um, so it's kind of, and you know, listening to this, especially the second side, some of it's kind of Prague. You could say almost like Prague, right? Yeah, but you it's, could. But it's great. It's great Prague. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great Prague. It is. And, and she's, it's Kate Bush, really. I mean, there's nothing, yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. like it. I mean, well, she's, well, as a piano player, you're a piano player. She's an excellent piano player too, right? Yeah, she's got great feel. I mean. Yeah, that's it. You could, you, you could tell when it's her playing piano. And I guess on this one also she used that uh, synthesizer, the Bearlight CMI. Yeah, she which, must have. And and I guess she said that uh, she loved see people who really like talented people like her. And I know Stevie Wonder said this too. They get they get something like that that could basically you could make sound like anything, but they make such good use of it because that's what she did. She actually demo she demoed almost the whole record using that the Fairlight, and then she built on that. Yeah, she took the actual demos and brought exactly. the studio. Yeah, exactly, which is cool, and and it gives. I guess I think it gives the record a good vibe because it could. It's it's some of the production is almost borderline like eighties. You know, you could hear the, especially those drums. You know, the way the the drums sound mm -hmm. uh, could almost be like cliche eighties. But there's just something she's got still that edge, that Kate Bush edge in there that makes it not cheesy or anything. You know. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Like when you say cheesy, I think of the drums maybe in Hounds of Love, right? Is that what you're thinking about? Yeah, right, right. Because that so, sound, you hear that drum sound, you go, oh yeah, that sound's been used in other songs right. in the 80s too. But then, then the the I'm, 
you could meditate on that song and just hear like so many different things like the 50th time you've heard it. You know, oh, the, right. The backup parts. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, the whole album is pretty much like that. Yeah. Because as I, I, I remember this album back in, like I said, in the 80s and they played it a lot. But now this past week digging into it again. Yeah. You realize there's a real uh, depth to it because there's a lot of and not just uh, she uses like uh, clips, other people's voices and sounds coming in. And it really like like you said, it's very. It's very brave and uh, theatrical, and it's sort of her doing whatever she wants. Right, know? which is, which is uh, you know, you don't get that so much anymore, unfortunately. Like, I'm a huge Tom Waits fan, too, and, and he, he definitely reads the room when he goes in to record it. He wants to make sure it has the right, the right kind of feel or ghosts. In it, oh, know? right, right, right. You know? Right. So I, and I feel like her getting to do the demos of this in, at home, I don't know if she had her home studio yet when she did this record, but I think she did, yeah, because in uh, 1983 she built like her that 24 track studio in in the barn behind her home, yeah. right? And then she started doing the demos for this. Okay, so yeah, she did. So yeah, that that kind of ability, that's like uh, what like a safe place to fall kind of thing, where you know, you know, I guess maybe it's not as you just try and focus on the feeling until you find what you're looking for. Yeah, right. Now, do you think? Uh, as a songwriter, has her has has her style of writing, or have have you gotten any influence from her? Do you think? Um, well, I do have a song called Ophelia, right? So Ophelia lies waiting under a tree, dreams of a future she will not see. Beauty and truth. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. But I actually, I mean, I asked you that as a loaded question, but actually knowing you and knowing a lot of your songs, I see it for sure. I do yes. see that. Because you do, uh, you especially, you do oftentimes write, not from a female point of view, but feminine, there's feminine elements. And I don't mean that as a knock at all. Of yeah. course, it's not a knock. But there is that in your songwriting. I see that for sure. And I guess you say because you were raised by a very strong woman and you were, I know you guys loved your mama, uh, yeah. Mama Camacho. And mama Camacho. So yeah, I think all of that comes comes through in your songwriting and you could hear it for sure yeah i mean for me um that that's interesting that you say that but i mean um i guess what she has and I, it's not even about you know whether it's a girl writing or a or a guy writing um or whatever it's about um i guess maybe in rock and roll a lot of and i wouldn't i wouldn't even put um johnny rotten in this category but like are afraid to um do whatever they want with their lyric or what the song subject? Oh right, and right. she is fearless, and and that's that's the way to write. Yeah, it's appealing because that's that's what you want from your artist, and a lot of times you don't get it. Even someone you say, oh, they're good, they're talented, but uh, you want someone that just goes for it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the subject matter for these, you know, five songs on the opening of this record, I mean, they're all, you know, there's juxtaposition in that. Yes, it's it's yeah, a right. it's a neat ride. All right, let's go. So let's get into it. Let's get the okay. first song, uh, the aforementioned. Right away, there's there's a little controversy with this song, but let's listen to it first. Let's listen to running up that hill.
coffee. And uh, I just told him, and he's humming the song, but I just told him, don't worry, because I edit the show together. It's not like like Charlie Pitt, when he did the episode with Charlie, he said, I think he asked me, what time is the show going to come on, Rob? <laughs> like, I don't think he got podcasts totally like how they work. <laughs> All right, so did you know originally she wanted to call this song Deal With God? Deal With God, And right. the record company said, no, they didn't think uh, they didn't think that America would like a song with the word God in it. <laughs> so, God bless America. I know, right? Um, so, And they didn't want to release it as the first single either, but she insisted on that, and it ended up being her biggest U.S. hit ever. So and one maybe, of the most important songs of all time. Yeah, maybe let Kate do, you know, maybe let Kate do what she wants to. Maybe her instincts are good, yeah, you know? Maybe. record Record guys... Have you now, now, Jim? You, I know you've. I mean, you've been in in this industry, in the you know, a, a working musician, everything for thirty years. Haven't you always found you always regret just listening to other people and not going with your instincts? I mean, how many times can you can you say that? Like, why the fuck did I listen to those people, or why did I listen to that guy? Right? Well, <laughs> well. I mean, come on. Right? It it, it kind of cuts both ways, though. I mean, there there are so many people who don't have uh, uh call it luck or 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 you know magic that that she had i mean because you think of all these bands the goods included who have maybe st- you know stood their ground and done something and then you know it ended up not working well, you know what i mean i'm like, not e- but i'm not even talking about it as far as success or whatever you call it, success or getting i'm not even talking about that i'm just talking about if you have a vision personally and you let someone you know talk you into well that's not that and then later on it doesn't matter. I don't. I'm not even talking about if it's successful. Not successful. Right. It doesn't. But artistically, you think usually. I mean, I feel like you go back and and you say, you know what? I should have just done whatever I wanted to because right or wrong, that's what at I least felt. You, at you the live time. and die with that. Exactly, and no, that's no, what I, I felt to do. But the thing is, like, I I never have seen an interview with Kate, and I'm sure she's had very bad moments in her life. Right. But I've right. never seen an interview where she seemed nothing but um, reasonable. Oh yeah, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Oh, like wonderful. She seems uh, like, like a, a sweet, person. like the sweetest pie, uh, exactly. intelligent, and and making you know good arguments for her points. And I can see her in a meeting with the with the executives, and and then just explaining to them why they'd be better off listening to her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in in a very kind, sweet, intelligent way. Right. And um, with her track record of Wuthering Heights. I mean, why would you not? Exactly, exactly. Although I guess the album before this, the Dreaming, right. didn't do as good. So that maybe she didn't have as much, you know, cachet yeah. at that point but because it didn't do well. Such a great record, and it's such too. a great record. It's one of those records that obviously later on people revisit. You know yeah. what? What, the, what was everyone thinking? That's such a good record. All right, so this this is cool. It's about basically about making a deal with God to like swap. What, uh, swap lives with yeah. your significant other and that's a it's a really cool concept and the way she brings it uh all forth too you know yeah it's it's a it's a great concept i mean it's it's unusual and it's definitely unusual to have a hit record with this yeah right exactly exactly concept yeah 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 and yeah it's it's just such a i mean when this when you first heard this song it got your attention for sure right right well that's what i love about the whole the whole first side uh really when i was re-listening to it the songs just come at you and like this next one hounds of love the title trap i love how it just comes in right away the verse she just starts right away singing yeah. let's listen to uh hounds of love it's in the trees it's coming when i was a child Thank you. 
so when I was listening to this now, like I forgot, I remember this song getting played on the radio and everything, but I forgot like the drama, those cellos, it sounds like cellos coming in with that mm-hmm. driving cello and, and you don't realize, you know, I didn't realize all that at the time. But uh, it's so immediate, like I said, when she comes in with it right away. It's, it, I, no, it's, I, it's, 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 it's an awesome, powerful, powerful song, and it just definitely jumps right out at you. Yes. I, and, and again, the subject matter is completely different than the other song that we just heard. Right, right, uh, right. You know, Running Up That Hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's another one that's just the, what a, what a, the way I see it. I mean, and different songs mean different things to different people, but the way I always saw this song is just a girl discovering her power as a woman. And then what she has to deal with. Oh, okay, okay. Which so she's guys, talking about her younger well, self. Maybe. Well, well, guys are always. I would imagine that, like, women have to discover how to negotiate dealing with um, the hounds of love. Yeah, because the hounds of love—they're always hunting. Yes, that's what she said. That's right. Now, have you heard the Futureheads, uh, British post-punk band Futureheads, with great cover? I have not heard. I'll, well, I'll play it. I'll okay, have it cool. on here. I'll play it. But it's great. And again, it just goes to show how respected she is among genres. I don't think it matters with genre of but uh, you know, unless you're an idiot, right? you're going to respect her and probably, uh, unless you're an idiot. Yeah, well, I won't argue taste. You know, people <laughs> like it, they don't like it. I mean, so oh, I will argue taste. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this whole podcast is about. No, not really. You're right. You're no, right. But I've played with, um, I mean, I've, I've people I, I genuinely respect and uh, who've been around a lot longer than me, and I've, I've tried to tell them how awesome Kate Bush is, and they don't people, get it. They don't get it. Yes, that's true. Some people there are some people have blind spots, and they just don't yeah. get it. And maybe and it could be as simple as her voice just turns them Irritates off for some them. reason. Yes, it, that was the case in in this. Yeah, actually, in full disclosure, when yeah. your brother did uh, Joni Mitchell, though, I recognize how amazing a songwriter is and everything. That was the one thing I, I wasn't never crazy. Oh, right? Don't uh, people already? People yeah, breaking people, over the cold like getting already. mad right now. They're getting like, mad. I know. Never mind. Let's move on. From yeah. That. All right. Speaking of uh, people, different genres liking her. I just found this out doing research now. The next on the Big Spy, that's the bassist from Killing Joke, Martin Glover. Oh, really? Youth. They called him Youth. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's playing on this. Ah. And and she said she said he added they were having trouble getting the vibe of the song and he added this uh, this power to it that she was looking for it and it does especially at the end with the drums and everything yeah. it sounds a killing joke a little killing joke so I mean I thought that was awesome that, that is brilliant but uh, let's listen to a little bit of the big that scat. is Kate yep that's Kate. Yeah, he plays a, a Rick, and you can hear that rumbling Rick sound, you yeah. know, there for sure, which is uh, awesome. But uh, yeah, again, that's her doing. Uh, she th- does these extra vocals, these backup vocals that are so 
unique and unusual. And mm-hmm. you know, that's no, that's not a, like an engineer going, oh, try this, that. Yeah, that's no, her that's... just saying, I'm going to do this, you know, and just, and just uh, does it. For so, sure. Brilliant, no. right? Absolutely. I, I always, <clears throat> this song has such a nice feel to it. And I, I always imagined it would be really cool if this was part of the, the ninth wave, but not to... Oh, okay. Well, yes, because it's kind of it's kind of about just sitting uh, and looking at the clouds, like yeah. in a very childlike way, just yeah. observing the yeah. sky, the big sky, right? Yeah. Which she that's uh, all her music sort of has that. It has this like childlike uh, way about it you from know? the child's eyes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which she's real uh, good at doing. Right, which yeah. I'm sure that's not that's not easy for everyone to do. No, um, it's not. Right. All right, so this next one, speaking of child, mother, this is about a mother's, uh, this one's kind of dark, actually. I had no idea what this song was about. Yeah. Because it's about a mother's willingness to protect her child at all costs, yeah. right? So, yeah, this dude. Yeah, can- there's some deep storyline going on here, which is right. a little vague, but since it's so vague, it can be more, you know, uh, applicable for all people. You yeah, know, You yeah. can hear your own story in this lyric. Right, although, no, but I didn't. I never killed anyone, and my yeah, mom yeah. Right, covered yeah. it up, though. Right, Jim. but it doesn't have to. you. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yes. But <laughs> that's our uh, true crime podcast <laughs> coming up. <laughs> uh, that murder got you high. All right. So this one is Mother Stands for Again, different songs, different yeah. things, different people. But yeah, I mean, right, yeah. right. So, um, but very, very Kate again. I mean, she's just, again like you've gone to to you've traveled around her head to every corner now. Pretty right, much, right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is awesome, and you don't get that with with many. I, I mean, there's like a handful of people who would have that kind of um, record. Right, right. Yeah, the depth of subjects that come up in her mind, but it's still and and it's still all kind of cohesive. And uh, you saw at the beginning of this, especially, you heard the drum that gated that real gated yeah. drum sound. It could, I, I mean, it's cool because I realized on this one she's just experimenting with new. She got that new that synthesizer right. and she's experimenting with it. But that's cool. I I always like when artists do that, um, and they just do it in a way because they're. They're moving forward, you know, mm-hmm. and they're trying new things, which is um, I'm all for. I'm a fan for. But sometimes if you don't, if there's no meat behind it, if there's not good songs behind it, then it just sounds like noodling you yeah. know, for no reason. Agreed. So it can be, yeah, it could, could be. a And it could just lock you slope. into a certain time instead of. Uh, yeah, right. Which happens, which happens sometimes. Sometimes we listen to records from the 80s and it's just you can't escape it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds locked in time. But no, I wouldn't say this album is like no. that at all. It It is more modern. When I revisited it, it's more modern sounding than I thought it was, than I remembered, you know? 
modern for the time. No, no, yeah. <laughs> well, it's got a timeless. The songs are timeless, so they are. They are. And the recordings, the the recordings are just so magic. I mean, mostly captured right. I'm sure she wouldn't agree. She probably think there are things she could have done better. Oh, right, right. But right. I mean, just the the miss. Like you'll you'll hear something. Like I said, you wouldn't have. You listen to it a bunch of times. You'll hear a new thing. I mean, yeah, the hard panning yeah. choices. And, right, and, right, right, right. And the mixes are just really cool. Yeah, they are. They're really cool. And um, so this next one, cloud busting, uh, like much like uh, her first hit. Weathering Heights, it's based on a book, which I had no idea of this right. either. Uh, do, do you know about this book? Uh, yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know. I mean, it's been a minute. Peter since... Reich's uh, Book of Dreams, 1973 right. Book of Dreams. But it's like a bonkers uh, concept. What are you, a conspiracy theorist? Yeah, yeah. It's like a conspiracy theorist thing because this guy was a, um, I guess, the, the book was, uh, this guy wrote it about his dad who was arrested for contempt of court in, in the 30s. Because he came up with this concept of the organ, which is a physical energy. He thought of a physical energy contained in the atmosphere and all living matter. And the cloud buster was this device he came up with to manipulate the organ energy in the atmosphere, which would force the clouds to form rain. Right. <laughs> Control the weather? Oh, my gosh. I know. Hey, but wait. This- are we doing that now? <laughs> but you could see this being something that would be in her wheel in Kate's Absolutely. wheelhouse. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. No, and no, she it- made a really cool uh, video of this song, no, too. No, very cool. With Donald Sutherland. Donald yeah. Sutherland, so, right. Yeah, I very cool video. But it. it's just the magic of her mind again. I keep on harping back to that. But, like, so such a cool person to be able to hang out with on this record, you know? Yeah, just, right, right. You exactly. sit there and just put on the headphones and... Oh, how awesome would it be to hang out with her for real, Hey, Jim? you know, if, if Can I... Can we do that? Let's, let's do... Kate, are you listening? Please. All right. No, no. I mean, if I that's like my dream right there. If I could write a song with her, that would just then okay. I could stop. Well, see, forever. I just said hang out. You, okay. were, you, were, you were reaching, but all right, let's listen to. Hey, you, you never know. You never know. Cloud busting. I still dream of I wake up crying. You're making rain, and you're just in. record in the 80s did you know did you just sort of like the songs and dig the vibe at her you didn't really dig in deeper too deep for this stuff no no I, I i got obsessed oh I you did yeah. okay i you mean did. All right, well cool. you know uh leslie from open was a huge kate bush fan so that's oh, where i got this record leslie here Weber, from, shout out to leslie yeah Weber. hey i got that's this record open? at open yeah oh, that's mm-hmm. so great that's so, so awesome. um so i mean she she would always be she would have kate bush magazines and everything she was okay, like was, okay. she was like totally and that's where i would you know I guess drill down deeper on my my Kate Bush uh, oh, okay. fandom, you know. Right, right. All right. So you uh, knew, yeah. So that's cool, and that I uh, that probably 
I mean, do you feel like in a way that made you because Joe Strummer used to say you can't have output without input. Right. So that's why you got to you got to, you know, read and you got to experience uh-huh. different so, right. things. And then that's how you get uh, subjects for songs to write about. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So that that probably was, uh, was, she was an a influence on you, too. Right. Big, big yeah. time influence. All right. So this is like a therapy session. Almost. Yeah, this <laughs> is. I feel like. <laughs> hey, everyone. Rob here. You know, bringing that record got me high to you every week is a labor of love for me. But it also takes a lot of work and money with web hosting fees, software subscriptions, and especially purchasing the music that we feature. Luckily, I'm able to continue producing this show every week thanks to our fabulous patrons. Now, I know what you're thinking. Rob, why don't you just start getting sponsors like other podcasts? Well, mainly because I don't think anyone really needs to hear more ads for CBD oil and men's grooming accessories and whatnot. So for now, I'm sticking with Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show head over to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast. For as little as $2 a month, you too can become a patron of the show. You'll get a personal thank you from yours truly. You'll get our bi-monthly newsletter. You'll get to participate in all of our awesome patron-curated episodes. And most importantly, you'll become part of the That Record Got Me High family and help keep the show running. So do me a solid, please. Consider becoming a patron today. And now, all right, so now we flip it over and we get side two, which is like we said, in a way it's totally different because you've got this, this suite of songs that sort of tell this, and it's all very dreamlike, which is ironic because the album before this was called The Dreaming. Right. But this whole thing, the side two, you could argue it basically all takes place. It's a dream. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I don't. If you haven't heard this, I would say before we talk about it, just pause this podcast and just listen to the whole thing. Oh right, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think a lot of people okay. do that, especially right, cool. if they don't know they do that. All right, that yeah. is a good idea. Definitely do that. do that first, and then come back. Okay, we'll wait. There you go. All right, so okay. you're done. Yeah. All right, yeah, okay, great. All right, now let's you're listen. back. Hey, you're back. All right, great. Let's listen to the first one and dream of sheep. beginning of it that's like it's such a it's such a change from the you know the 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 first side you have all the you know all the the synths and sounds going on and then it's just her playing piano and singing and it's like that's what i said before you could tell when it's her playing right right yeah for sure she just uh and and it's something i don't know and it's like a soundscape you know it's 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 her imagination just uh, yeah, yeah following right, right. following where where the song takes her and 
And I think she can make music with with the piano and and make it authentically her with her voice, authentically her with a scream in the background that you don't really even hear. That, right, that right, something right. fades into, and then is that the same note or is that a scream now? I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, all this yeah. stuff that's just an expression of what she's trying to to say. And I think I I have no idea. I've never asked her this, but I imagine that when it's when she's coming up with this thing, I mean, it's just she's just following it. It's it's it's. It, oh right, because it's know. all. Well, that's what I feel like. Really great artists. It's all in there ready. They just got to figure out a way to get to it. get to it, and and <laughs> and she she successfully found it. Just I, I love this. I mean, I I listen to this um, like I'd say every year, you know, with the lights out and just like oh nice re, re, revisit this this second side. Right. And now, do you know th- that's her mom? That's the voice saying, yeah. come here with now is her mom. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yes. And, and I even read she kind of coached her. She didn't just tell her mom to do that. Yeah. She told her the whole story. Yes. It's about, you know, and, and, and sort of brought her into it and had her do it, which is, that's so awesome. Isn't that great? Absolutely. I love it. Uh, all right. So now this is someone dream. This is this also, again, it's kind of dark because this is someone they, they have a dream like they're skating on ice and they see something under the ice. And then they. Re- this is like a nightmare. I feel like it's a nightmare. Maybe I've had before. <laughs> you, the person trapped under ice is you. You see yourself under right. the ice trap. Um, I think uh, Metallica have a song like that too, Trapped Under Ice. Uh, but this is much more beautiful. Not to take away from Metallica, this is a much prettier. Uh, listen to under the ice. So she really makes a whole sound. I think you used the expression soundscape before, and that's what it is because you could see everything that's going on. It's almost like you're watching a movie just listening right. to it, right? I feel Now I feel really bad knowing you're such a fan. You didn't get to go see her do. She did uh, this, Jim, I and know, you missed it. I know, I know. That's terrible. I know. Um, yeah. Where but was Madonna at? was in the front row. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Of course she was. <laughs> um, but oh, um, I'm sure she's a big fan, too. Yeah, absolutely. No, of course she is. Yeah. Where does she get her ideas? So sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, but uh, under, I mean, for me, I've I've never listened to this like we're kind of dipping into each each moment of it. For me, it's uh, it's it's harder to discern when it's when it's like with a scalpel and going in like this. Oh right, right, you know? yeah. Because so we're we're doing we're a deep dive to... because especially this song kind of goes it kind of goes into the next one. Yeah. Where it's sort of like they're trying to wake her up from the dream, right. like she's having that nightmare. And they're trying to wait But again, up. I mean, the, the going back to the Dream of Dream of Sheep one, I mean, I just love the lyric of that, you know, because they smell like sleep. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, talk about, you know, the, the, the courage of, of a lyricist just to say what the song requires. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And she's awesome. So and, and then going into this and the tension that builds from such a, a delicious opening into like this kind of a, a, a like 
tension building, you know, under foreboding, ice. very foreboding. Yeah, and then and then the next which one will take waking, us into yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of waking yeah. the witch. You must wake up. Wake up. You must wake up. Wake up. Wake up, man. Wake up, child. Pay attention. Come on. Wake up. Wake up, love. When she's waking up, and it, it feels like in this song that it's it's all those times we've all been there when you're in a dream and, and you, you can't really remember what you were dreaming, but it was something that you wanted to remember, but you just can't really grab it. Yeah, it, yeah, that, right. That, that place between like being awake and, and oh, your and dream. You're, uh, you're very uh, disoriented. You yeah. don't know where you are. Yeah, she's got you. That's all in here. Yeah. That all feeling of this, like, what's going on? Yeah, uh, and then she great. gets into reality, and then something. she's done something wrong, you know, uh, when she's waking up. And, you right, know, right. We, we've all been there, too, right? So. <laughs> well, maybe you have. I, <laughs> I live a pretty, uh, pretty boring life. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you've, let's say you missed your flight. Oh, right, yeah. You know, exactly. and, yeah, and yeah. somebody's saying, what have you done? You know, and then you're like... Right. <laughs> All right, so now we got... Uh, so the ghost... So now ghosts come in here. Very. Um, so I, I, I'm i trying... I know it's not it's not like a linear Literal. narrative to follow. Right. But I, in myself, I'm always looking to, to make sense of everything. <laughs> I'm thinking, is is this the, the ghost of the woman who drowned originally? I, I mean, I... I, I I don't know. I for me, I, I see. I saw it as more as like a right and wrong lesson, and um, like something that she's done is wrong. And then you have like a real negative thing. You could say demons coming in, and you know. Uh, so she's fight wrestling with her own demons. I'd see that. All right, you're I'd, probably right <laughs> because they, well, in, in well, watching again. you uh, watching you without me, she mentions a ghost. There's a ghost in her home just watching you without me. But I'm here. But yeah, I think she's well. She could have died. It's a metaphor. But I think yeah, the ghost I mean, is probably more like a metaphor, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but let's listen to watching you without me.
I really, I'm, I'm really moved by the part when she says, um, but I'm not here. You don't hear me. You don't hear what I'm saying. It's like, it's again, like you were saying before, it's like she's uh, someone, you know, a, a young woman still trying to find her, her strength and her power, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, and yeah, that's what I get with this because you, you know Kate, she has it already. She has it all that, and she's overcome that. But that's what I feel like she's singing about this uh, too. Maybe it's like a journey. Maybe it's just a journey of someone. It's the same thing like you said at the beginning. Maybe it's just someone uh, trying to find her strength. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I've not again. I, I haven't really spoken to her about this yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd be my first question when we, we get to shit up, we may shit up. Okay, on this cool, all the time. awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, I've always seen this as yeah, she's definitely um, dead or, or or ghost, and she is you know watching. It's like everybody's well, not well. Everybody will be through that. You have will get to go through that uh, experience of of um, uh, you know tragedy or whatever, and then you know. The person could be watching you while you're there waiting for them, and and uh, but they're not they are not on the planet anymore, and then that's the well, that's the the depth of this song, right, uh, right. So it's and it's just again another beautiful, um, and then and then she kind of puts in that whole listen to me, talk to me thing, like when she's waking the witch, when she's waking up, and and she's in between awake and asleep, and in between life and death. I mean, not to go <laughs> not to go really too deep on this, but I mean, no, let's go deep. She 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 pulls that moment from from uh, waking the witch back into this, and it's it's just another juxtaposition of of things to get your brain uh, connected with this with this uh, loop, this infinite loop of this, right. this song, right. And then, when I say song, I mean this side of the record. Right, exactly. Because then the, this next one, "A Jig of Life," this is like uh, like trying to like convince herself that she has to, she should come out of it and live. Like trying to get her to live, and right. it's like right. And it's also this uh, this song's cool because it doesn't really sound like anything else on the record because it's got all these uh, traditional sounding instruments yeah. on it, right? Uh, but it's really cool. I, I like it. Let's listen to uh, "Jig of Life." Hello, lady. Great, it's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Let me live, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the idea of having that conversation with yourself, right? With a part of yourself that's um, people give up all the time in this world, and um, or give up on things or people or dreams. Right. And I, I see that as her like um, talking to her older self to say, you know, come on, do one more show. One more string of shows so Jim can see you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, do <laughs> there it. There you go. Come on, hang out with those. They're probably okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they probably won't be too stalker-like. Yeah, exactly. Not uh, that he would have done a record called Stalker Songs or anything. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right, so, and now, so the next one before the last one, the, penult- the penultimate song, penultimate Hello song. Earth, right. it's like it almost seems like 
she is giving up and this is her funeral but then but but it's not really right i don't think it is because she didn't end it like that which is good i'm glad this isn't the last song on it because this right. is uh but let's listen to this is the penultimate hello earth procession like sound to it right well this song um i, I guess you could say that yeah i mean i i, I would i don't know that's how i heard it that's right, how i hear right. it but no you, you don't have to well i mean it, it could too. it could be her i mean it could be her soul looking back on the earth and and uh if you're going to take this as a sort of a journey of the whole thing and right and there is and there is a death and there is her looking out I mean, this could be still the ghost still singing, or it could just be another, you know, song that she plugged into this bunch of songs because she liked where it was. This this might be where I would have put the big sky. If I were her. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, if you, you know, <laughs> if, if I were doing this, <laughs> well, as someone that has made a concept record yourself, because the Goods had uh, one of my favorite records was uh, Five Steps to Getting Sung. You have a concept, but it's not easy to get every because you then you feel like you want to plug in, you want to fill in holes, and then you get songs, and it, it's not easy, right? No, I mean, the funny story about that, uh, it's not Kate related, but when we did Five Steps, John was on the phone with a music writer who you know, Greg Baker, at New Times. Yeah. And, you know, we were doing, I think, five nights in a row at Churchill's, and then John was just like talking it up, talking it up, overloading his, you know, his back or our back with his mouth. And he said, yeah, we got this, uh, we're doing this on this night, this on that night, and then the last night is a rock opera called Five Steps to Getting Signed. We hadn't written it Oh, yet. he was just throwing it out of yeah. his ass. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't and know then, that. No, really? That, yeah, so we had oh, to write amazing. that. We had to write that. In a week. So, I mean, desperation, you know, then, then it, you don't think too much about it, and then you're able to just, you know, just do it, make an outline and just get it done. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, he already knew. He was already there. Yeah, he was he a time traveler. Pull, he yeah. knew you guys could pull it off, though. Exactly. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. 
Um, yeah, so maybe, yeah, so there, there, I'm sure there is some of that, because there is, when you have a concept, you still feel like you're going to plug it in, and like you said, it could just be, all right, this fits here, maybe I think right. this fits here to put it here, you're probably right, um, but she does see, but at the end, I feel like she does survive the near death, it, it's like a near death experience, and returns to consciousness, because the morning fog, which you would think something called the morning fog, it would just be this uh, ethereal sweeping thing, but it's not, right? right. Yeah, it's kind of ends, I feel like it ends it on a positive, you know, where it's like optimistic. Yeah. yeah. Optimistic where, where the whole thing, it was kind of dark and foreboding. Right. And then she ends it on a really nice optimistic, uh, turn, I think. So let's listen to the morning fog. Now I'm reading the lyrics and I don't know, Jim. Right. I don't well, know. I so mean, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? I, I think now the, I don't know. I mean, that's just such a delightful song, right? And the lyrics are, you know, counterintuitive, I guess. But, but it's it's. I mean, when when you say the idea of of her, um, like somebody, it's an awakening. Yeah, for sure. Well, she so. mentions born again, being born again yeah. into the into the sweet morning. Fog. But then she talks about I I I'll tell my mother I'll tell my father I'll tell my loved ones my brothers how much I love them so that could be someone you know wanting to do that they're already gone and yeah. I'll, or um, you know my spirit will come back and tell them that so right yeah I, I don't know that's that's what I'm true thinking. well that's that's a very flexible song then. right it can right, mean right. mean a lot to different people but. I just love how that song feels, and uh, it could be an awakening into heaven if you believe in that. Right, and, right. But maybe it is like, oh well, it's not so bad. It doesn't have to be miserable. Right. It could be happy because she's thinking of you know the, who she loves, all the right. people she loves, and yeah. So, and I've been uh, struggling against it, but once I finally stop struggling, I'm totally happy, and this is a win. That could be. I think you may have cracked it. That could be it. it actually. Oh man. We cracked the code. But Nana probably didn't figure that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's great, and uh, yeah, wow, this is such a good record, and I really, like I said, I, I remember it when it came out, but I think I focused more on the first side, and I didn't realize how amazing the second side of this is, and what a what a great work it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's just awesome, and I and I just you know, music is so powerful, and this it's great that we have this record, and and people like her to um, make us feel these things. Yeah, for sure. That's why that, yeah, and that's why you make music, right? To make people feel things. Absolutely. Right. So thank you, Kate Bush. Yeah, thank you, Kate Bush. And thank you, Jim Camacho. Of course. For coming on the show. I'm glad I, I've been threatened. Jim's been threatening to come on the show for a for long like, time. Probably like two years, I think. But we finally, well, he's a busy guy. Yeah, well, we're thank doing, you so much. You should know we're doing this in this theater in the 
Mandel, how do you pronounce this? Mandelstam Theater. Mandelstam Theater. beautiful South Miami, the city of uh, pleasant living, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. But I was uh, when I got here, I was all excited because I the last uh, one of the last times I played live was we did this yeah. special for uh, Jim's Adventures in Song Songwriting, which is when is the next adventure? Uh, in I've been, is you know, coming? I'm threatening to do that too. So all in <laughs> good time. All right. But uh, yeah, we did the year. It was a great series he had on YouTube. You could ch- uh, check it out, Adventures in Songwriting. And then all the songwriters he featured on it uh, did, a, did a show here at the Theater, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was a, it was a great moment. It was. And uh, yeah, it's great having you on. And what, so what's the, what's, the, what's the most recent thing? What are you doing right now that well, you want to um, plug or send people to? Well, I've got a show coming up April 8th, which this might be, I don't know when this is going to air, but that's a children's show here at the school called The Princess of Vanny Huda, which I've had that idea kicking around since Kate Bush back then. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's uh, that's going to be on April 8th. And then I've got another show that's um, in development, which which I'll keep you posted on when it happens. Okay. And, um, but yeah, musicals these days, and I'm also you know trying to finish up another record that I've done which is kind of more of like a Americana type of a record that I've been threatening to do. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then when that EP's done, I'll let you know about that too. But but, that, uh, but if someone goes to uh, jimcamacho.com, they'll get all that. Yeah, you should. There, right? you, you'd get you'd get um, most of that. Or just call me up and ask me. I'll, I'll, <laughs> exactly. I'll, 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 I'll. But, what uh, do you got going on these days? <laughs> well, other than I'll this? tell you. Okay. You guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high. Also on Facebook, you can go to that Facebook group got me high, which is a fun group. That I did not start, but it's a lot of fun on yeah. Twitter. Uh, at TRGMH Podcast is on Twitter. I wouldn't recommend going on Twitter. It's really, Twitter is horrible. <laughs> um, you can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. And most importantly, guys, if you want to become a patron of the show and help support uh, what it is I'm doing, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show. I would really appreciate it. Do it. Yeah, do it. But Jim, uh, yeah, it was really great having you on. I, I just want to say I love your brain, I love your mind and your music that you that you have been given. Oh, good at it. You know, and, and uh, I'm, people are lucky to have the podcast, so definitely, you know, join the Patreon and, and support this because it's, it's a great perspective. Thank you. I appreciate it. For sure. All right, guys. So we'll see you next week. I'm Rob. That's Jim. We are out of here. See you next time.